I'm Jeff Crosby, CEO of 3X Equity, founder of 3X Equity. I'm excited today because we put on a series of these webinar podcast types to really give advisors firsthand experience to find out what is the broker dealer truly like. And so we try to um, misspell myths or misconceptions of certain broker dealers or of every broker dealer that comes on here so you can hear the truth from the best and the brightest. And so I have this saying is if, if you tell the truth, you never have to remember what you say because the truth is the truth. So we have a series of different podcasts we've had in the past on our library. And we have someone I'm really excited about having here today. Kim Tom from Wells Fargo, and she's basically responsible for all of their recruiting at Wells Fargo. And, you know, as we know, Wells Fargo's been in the news, and, and she is here to be able to share with us where they've been, where they're going. And I'm here to ask her some hard questions so that we can get the real answers about Wells Fargo, because I think they got a great story to tell. But before we do that, I want to congratulate you, Kim, that it sounds like you were named as um, one of the top, most powerful women in banking. So congratulations for oh, that. You. you had to earn that to get that. So I definitely want to acknowledge that um, uh, to Kim. So Kim, I I'm just going to open it up to you. And you know, to be real to our advisors. How's Wells Fargo, how did Wells Fargo get in the mess it kind of got in? What sure. was it then? What is it now? And where's Wells Fargo going? So let our audience get the real scoop from you. Sure, no, thank you very much, Jeff. And I appreciate the time today. Um, I tend to agree with your sentiment around the truth of the truth. Um, so I'm excited to, to be here with you. I've been at the company for 21 years, which is mind-boggling to me, um, and we are a different company today than we were even five years ago on, on many levels. Um, you know, I think it's not lost on any of us here, and certainly on, on your audience, the challenges that we've been through. Um, I think change was long overdue. I think tightened control with a focus on um, our risk um, and regulatory environment um, was necessary. Um, you know, I think what you've also seen is a complete change in the leadership from the top all the way through um, pretty much everywhere across the, the company, including the wealth management business that, that I sit within. Um, so uh, a reframed perspective, a focus on the things that matter, um, and new leadership, I think, does a lot to, um, you know, bring new energy and, and new perspective. Um, that said, there's a whole lot of things that haven't changed, um, especially within the wealth management space, which is a dedication to clients. Um, you know, at the, at the core of what we do, our job is to help clients succeed. Our job is to help clients live their best life. Um, and that's really, at the end of the day, what we um, strive to do. So um, I'd say that, you know, the, the problems from five years ago are definitely in the rearview mirror. A whole new crew of, of people in town, um, you know, riding the ship. And, you know, I think Charlie Sharp and company have been clear. The regulators will tell us when we've done the work necessary, but there's nothing more important than that to us. So, Kim, let me ask you this question, how Wells Fargo might see it. So. Where I'm at and what I do um, with my broker-dealer, I want to be seen as the client in the eyes of the broker-dealer, as the advisor. Right. Because if, they, if I'm their client, then I'm going to provide great service to my retail clients. So how does Wells Fargo see the advisor as the client versus the retail client? Why would 
you know, is the advisor secondary? I mean, so how does Wells Fargo, how, yeah, simply, how does Wells Fargo see the advisor as a client? Are they the I love client? that question, Jeff. I love that question, Jeff, because um, as I said, we're, I've been here for 20, a little over 20 years. We are a very large firm, right? We have scale that is pretty much unparalleled in the industry, but we're really an amalgamation of a bunch of small regional firms that have been put together over the last 20 years. And when you come from a culture of small regional firms, that definitely influences your culture and how you look at the business. And for us, our job is to stock the shelves with all of the products and services that you need to serve your clients. But at the end of the day, we're here to nurture the advisor-client relationship because at the end of the day, the client does business with you more than they do business with us. And so that is very much um, always has been and will continue to be part of our strategy. So tell me about regulation and compliance inside Wells Fargo. So for example, I might hear from some people that say, nope, I don't want to work for XYZ company because they're, they're putting the clamp down and too much regulation. If you're a successful advisor, you want the proper compliance and regulations because we could never go out and earn the income we earn somewhere else. So, so we want to run a good ship. We need to run a good ship. But how does Wells Fargo balance from what it's been through to where it's going to not put too much compliance and no. difficulty of the advisor doing business, but enough to protect the advisor? So well, how's that change inside Wells? Yeah, it's a great or what, question. Or what, or what is it like, let's say? Yeah, absolutely. You know, to your point, I mean, you know, we are a regulated business and it's very important, even without the regulators, that we always have the client's best interest at heart and that we're doing things the right way. So I don't think that's necessarily changed. Um, but what I will say is that we're, when you're in the relationship management business, like we are in the wealth management space, in the brokerage space, um, those things become much more natural. I think um, what you're finding, even over the last, um, four or five years, many of the tools, the techniques, the processes that we've had in place within the broker-dealer are being leveraged in other parts of the company because of the way that they have always um, allowed us to operate a very good business in a compliant way. Um, so I would say that from a, from a brokerage perspective, we continue to um, meet the needs of our regulators, um, continue to do that in a way that serves the client's best interest. Uh, but I would say that many of of the ways that we've always done it are now being leveraged in other parts of the company as opposed to those things coming into the broker dealer, which is um, which is refreshing for a lot of us that have been doing it for a long time. While we're here, one of the, I think the values is me as a consultant to advisors out there is hearing what the advisor's needs are, not putting yeah. a square in a circle and listen to their needs, where they wanna go and to be able to put them in touch and in front of the right opportunity. Well, Wells, you have a lot of opportunities within Wells Fargo. You've got the bank channel, you've got the, the finance channel, you've got the RA channel. So maybe you could speak to the different channels and, and, and the opportunities for the advisors out there. And, and obviously the advisor is going to choose a channel, but let's explain the channels to the advisors. No, I'd love to. Um... But, you know, we've been in a multi-channel business for a long, long time. Um, again, I think it probably stems from that regional culture. Um, but choice is important. You know, how you want to run your business may be very different than the way that somebody else wants to run their business. And the, having that choice and that flexibility is really, really core to who we are and our strategy. So, um, Jeff, to your point, we have a bank brokerage model. 
where financial advisors can grow through partnership uh, with, the, with the bank, which is excellent. Um, we have our traditional private client model, which is you know, very akin to the private client model that's out there across the industry. We have our Finet model, that's our 1099 independent contractor model. Um, we've been in that business for two decades. So um, while it may be a growing fad in, in some places, it's been a hallmark of our business model for a long, long time. Um, and then to your point, Jeff, we do have an RIA model um, through our first clearing channel for advisors who wanna affiliate in an RIA manner. And the reality is how you affiliate today may not be how you want to continue to affiliate in the future. And so having that choice, having that optionality, the ability to evolve as your business changes is really, really important. And we're really proud of that. So can you explain to the audience the different be difference between the private client group and the finet model? How, and what would, what would make someone choose those two, two different channels? Absolutely. So our traditional private client group model is a W-2 model. So you're an employee um, of, the, of the company and you sit in one of our um, you know, brokerage offices or branches across the country. Um, and you enjoy um, having the, the structure of the office, of the staff, of the home office there supporting you. Um, and you don't really have to think about it, right? You just come into work every day, serve your clients, um, and, and you're off and running with all of the tools, capabilities um, that we offer at Wells Fargo. Again, W-2 model. Finet is a 1099 independent contractor affiliation model. People who choose that model tend to be, not exclusively, tend to be um, looking for more flexibility, um, maybe more entrepreneurial, um, but looking to have more control over their business. So they have access to the same products and platform um, that all of our advisors do, but they are not an employee of the company. So they are finding their own real estate, they're paying their own staff, um, they have their own technology, they're putting the light bulbs in the ceiling, they're cutting the grass out front, they're taking care of everything soup to nuts. Um, again, it really just depends on you know, what's most important to you, but the good news is the tools, the technology, the resources are all the same. Okay. So now I'm going to ask you a really mean question. Okay. Okay. So I come to Wells Fargo. I come in the finite model. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I come in the private wealth management model. Let's use that okay. one. Ugh. Wished I would have went in the finite model after four years. In reality, does, do, do advise, can advisors move within the channel under you know, certain conditions or parameters, or are they locked into that channel for you know, a specific amount of time? Talk to me about the flexibility within the Wells Fargo model if an advisor needs or would want to move. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we see that happen quite often, actually. Um, you know, I think for folks who um, are in a W-2 model today, a very traditional private client model today, that may be thinking about going independent in the future may join us um, in our private client model. Again, it's very comfortable. It's something they're used to. They join, they get acclimated to the company, they get acclimated to the technology, to the products and services. Um, and then after a few years, they're ready to move to finance. And actually, we will work with those folks to prepare them for that move before they make it so that they're very, very successful once they are there. Um, and so there's no moratorium on time. Nobody has to 
serve a number of years, if you will, before they can go independent, they have that flexibility. Um, and what I would say is that many of the advisors that we're talking to right now are interested in actually creating that model from the very, very beginning. So from a, from a um, transition compensation and a deal perspective, we can price all that in and make that transition really, really easy. So could some this and this is I'm a little confused as a consultant out there because there's one broker dealer that kind of has a certain message on this where they promote encourage someone to come into their W two model the private banking mm -hmm. channels and and then flip the switch to the independent model ten years later when the notes up does Wells Fargo have that structure? There's no there's no after the notes up here so you certainly could move before your note is up um, and again we have a process for for taking care of that again it's really about meeting the advisor and their client where they are at that time um, and so for us it's about finding that right fit. Okay cool so I'm going to give a unsolicited commercial to Wells Fargo and to the advisors out there who have their own practices one of the best compliments that we can get from a from our client is when they tell us we're not doing something right or they aren't happy with us and our team to help them and the fact that a client tells us that you know is trust in our relationship and as the advisor the the benefit to you when your client tells you that is that if you let that client know you heard them and you made that change to improve it or solve that problem you probably have a you, me, we have a client for life. And that's what I, one of the things I value about Wells Fargo is they heard from the regulators five years ago. You know, stuff happened that many, many people inside Wells Fargo had nothing to do with, um, him being one of them, many advisors being one of them. But Wells Fargo is a broker dealer bank. They listened to that, they improved it, and now they're going forward. So if they didn't, then you know that would be a different problem. But the fact that Wells Fargo is making as many changes for the benefit of the advisor, and they got incredible products, I think speaks a lot um, to Wells Fargo. And 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 when we get advisors on the phone and they give us no 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 not Wells Fargo, I peel that onion, I peel that onion, and I ask them, have you ever made a mistake? Um, do you want a chance to correct your mistake and whatnot? So so this is really good, Kim, for for me for us to be able to get this out and make make the advisors aware of the changes going on in Wells Fargo. So I'm also going to pin you down on one other thing. I know you don't like to talk about it, but my understanding, but I do want you to talk about it. My understanding is Wells Fargo because they're they're making up for some mistakes that happened in the past from my understanding they're offering some incredible packages out there mm. or advisors that want to find a better fit you know right. that they're moving to something or something could you just touch on that a little bit sure happy jim um you know i think the reality is we're not going to be the right firm for every financial advisor we're the right firm for a lot of financial advisors but we're not going to be right for everybody and and when someone's making that decision they're of course making that decision to move for a number of reasons and i certainly don't think that um, financials are the end all be all but um, it is a component of of the process and for us we are very proud to be um, in growth mode um, to your point we have an incredible balance sheet when it comes to wealth fargo um, and wealth fargo is investing heavily in the wealth management space because it is such a growth engine for us and one big part of that is recruiting the best financial advisors to work with us um, and so we're we're 
probably not going to be the highest uh, on the street, but we're happy to be up there at the top. We believe that we have a great story to tell, a great platform to share, um, and we believe the investment in, in advisors is a really, really smart one for the company. Um, and so again, with a balance sheet like Wells Fargo, I can't think of really a better use of capital than, than this. Great. And from what I've seen, you almost are at the top. So if advise, if Wells Fargo has the right fit for you as the advisor and the platform, and you're a free agent, why not get paid a lot of money? And um, and because Wells Fargo's investing in you, and I and I know Wells Fargo is not going to take on anyone. They're going to take on the right advisor that fits their culture, um, that you know that wants to grow in their culture. So Kim, you've seen a lot of advisors. You've been in a long time, and I think this will be my last question. And if you were an advisor out there and working with a retail client, what are a couple things that you think an advisor should consider to, to continue to be successful and grow? So you're the consultant, you got a chance, you got an audience to talk to the advisors to help yeah. them be better. What, sh what do you think they should be looking for, whether it's inside Wells Fargo or not? And in secondly, you know, what do they need to do? What, in your opinion, what does a good advisor need to do to grow? I got my opinions, but I want to hear yours. I love to hear yours too. So um, I really think um, there are two kind of key differentiators when you think about um, good advisors and great advisors. Um, and the two. Oh, the book good. Oh, the book good to great. Oh, okay. Great. Very good subtle. Great. Very subtle. But go ahead. Um, but there are really, I think, two kind of key core distinctions between um, between those groups. Number one, advisors who really take a holistic approach to serving all of their clients' financial picture really do separate themselves from the others. They're not satisfied with just solving one part of the client's financial life. They really do want to understand and serve the whole needs of the client or the family or the relationship that they're serving. And I think that's important, especially as we look at where we are today and where we're going. Um, I think the demand for that holistic service is only going up. So we have a great platform for that, right? When you think about Wells Fargo, we have the shelves stocked with every product service or capability that a client might need. And so advisors who tap into that are very, very successful. So that's one. And then the second thing I would say, um, in my experience, is those advisors who are really exceptional at what they do um, want to get better every day at what they do. They want to be better tomorrow than they were today. And they leverage best practices. They leverage the support around them. They leverage a diverse team to be better tomorrow than they were today. And they're never sitting back thinking, okay, I've reached the top. I've stopped learning, right? I've learned all I can learn. Now let me just sit back. They just don't think like that. And I, um, I think that advisors who think about that holistic relationship and who want to invest in themselves to be better every day fit really, really well with Wells Fargo. Cool. Can I repeat what I think I heard you say? What I think Kim is saying, and this is from advisor to advisors out there, one of the biggest values that we can offer to our clients is financial planning. That's the foundation of a client's needs. Um, do the financial planning. All the other stuff will come in after it. Serve that main need of financial planning. Um, and certainly, obviously, Wells Fargo has that. That's what they believe in. And in my words, Kim, what I heard you say, you know, example of Michael Jordan would always go in the off season to improve himself. What I hear Kim saying is 
you want to break it to make it better. Those advisors that are willing to break it to make it better, improve every day, those are the ones to be successful. And so I concur with that. And 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 in that spirit, Kim, I think advisors need to grow. If you're not, if you're maintaining, you're not growing, you're not going to be successful and you're not doing what's best for your clients. So as advisors out there, we need to grow. How do you grow? You invest back in your business. You hire people before you need it. You have a referral script so that you can get your clients to refer you so that you can offer that financial planning and services to your clients. So let, you know, if you're good at what you do, um, you're going to grow and give that value to, to your, uh, uh, to your clients. So I just add the third is I'm sure Kim would say, you got to grow, you got to grow. Otherwise, if you're staying stagnant, you're not growing, you're going backwards. So Kim, I appreciate it. I know Wells Fargo, and I appreciate you, Wells Fargo, having the confidence in 3X equity and the trust. I want to help you get your message out there. We believe in Wells Fargo um, and you've been through the grinder, but I know Wells Fargo's looking ahead. You've got some great platforms from the banking channel to Finet to an RIA channel. You got to choose from, and you're investing in the advisors by, you know, making it very attractive, uh, you know, for the compensation plan as well. So um, I appreciate it, Kim, and the rest of the team at Wells Fargo, and we look forward to uh, helping educate the marketplace on Wells Fargo's value proposition. Well, thank you, Jeff. It's been a real pleasure to spend time with you today. Congratulations on all of your success as well. And we look forward to the partnership continuing. Great. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. And Bye. for those listening, go out to our site. You'll see different uh, scripts of this and different, uh, different packages and different pieces of information. So 3xequity.com. Have a great day.